Hi, this is Bob Fox. It's no secret that America is in deep trouble morally and spiritually, and that only God can heal America. The good news is, is that he is going to heal America, and he wants you to join him in that. But he has a message for you. You're not ready. The church in America, many Christians are not prepared for what God wants to do to heal America. So here's the message. He wants you to get right with God. He wants you to come back to him with clean hands and a pure heart. And this podcast will hopefully show you how. I hope you'll respond. This is an urgent and time-sensitive message from God. God bless you. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is Bob Fox. I'm a retired pastor. And today I'm going to be talking um, on episode eight of my podcast called Healing America, Starting With You. And today's subject is a very unusual one. You probably have never heard it preached about in church, although you should have. Um, there are churches all over America where people are involved in Freemasonry. There are pastors and deacons and elders involved in Freemasonry all across America and across the world. So today we're going to talk about a subject that is crucial to the health of your spiritual life. First, let me tell you what I'm going to tell you, then I'll tell you, um, and then re we'll review what I've told you. That's kind of the, the military way of giving a lecture. Tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, then tell them what you told them. So what I'm going to tell you, um, and I'm going to do it with as much compassion as I can, but, it's, but I have to be very, um, very honest about this. This is uh, something that's very serious and could really uh, hobble and hamper and uh, handicap your Christian life uh, to a great extent. I'm going to tell you that Freemasonry is a full-blown false religion. Most of the people who get into it have no idea. The first three degrees are called Blue Lodge degrees. Um, they are deliberately not told uh, the most damaging parts and secrets of Freemasonry. That's actually in the, in the writings of Freemason leaders, that they don't tell the first three degrees, which most, most men who are Freemasons are either one, two, or three degree. Um, and of course, you can go on up, on up to 32nd degree. There may be a few that are 33rd, but mostly up to 32nd. So it's a full-blown false religion. Uh, by that I mean they worship a pagan god. Uh, and by definition, if you're a Christian or a Jew or another kind of monotheist, mono means you only worship one god, like a Muslim, or a Jain, there's a religion called Jainism, uh, or a Sikh, Sikhs uh, in India, they worship one God. But if you're a monotheist, the last thing in the world you want to do is to honor uh, and worship other gods. In the Bible, and I'm sure in the Quran, and um, probably in other religions that are monotheistic, the, the worst sin you can commit is to honor other gods. So that's why I'm telling you about this. I know you've probably never heard this. Uh, you've probably never heard it maybe from somebody credible. I hope I'm credible, and I have evidence today I'm going to present to you on why no Christian, really no person, should ever belong to Freemasonry. And if you or your relatives have belonged to it, you need to renounce it completely, in detail. You know, the devil's a legalist. If he can say, well, he said this part, but he didn't say that part, just like in a court of law, you know, the fine print that you sign in contracts, the devil will use that against you. You've got to be very careful in renouncing 
your personal involvement in it and in renouncing the involvement of your ancestors. And I have ancestors who were involved in Freemasonry. My wife has ancestors. Uh, they got into it sort of innocently. But, you know, uh, when I was a pilot uh, in the Marine Corps <clears throat> and I flew my little uh, jet airplane up close to the 38th parallel where that divides North and South Korea, I was flying one day around Seoul, Korea, just a few miles from that DMZ. If I'd accidentally drifted across that line, uh, you know, it, it goes, goes all the way up in the air, the North Koreans could have legally shot me down, um, could have legally done that because I had crossed into their territory even though I didn't mean to. It's the same with uh, different forms of the occult. You can cross over into the devil's territory without meaning to, and it gives him rights to, to, to hurt you, to damage you. So today I'd like to talk about how you can be set free, you uh, and your descendants set free from the penalties, the God-given penalties for worshiping and honoring other gods. Well, let me uh, back up now. That's what I'm going to tell you and tell you what I'm going to tell you and tell you what I, what I, what I said I'd tell you. Um, I'd like to uh, talk about Albert Pike. Albert Pike was the uh, grandmaster of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, the most common kind in America, back in the 1800s. Um, he was raised an Episcopalian, son of a Christian shoemaker, but he grew up to be the undisputed leader and spokesman for Freemasonry in the United States. Uh, he was also a Confederate general. He was a very famous person, very, very smart, brilliant man, he basically became a Hindu. He wrote 12,000 pages of commentary on the Hindu scriptures. 12,000 pages. Imagine doing that without a computer or a typewriter. Um, he wrote the book of, uh, that outlines all the, the rituals for all 32 degrees of Freemasonry. It's called Morals and Dogma. Uh, here I have a copy right here, Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. And um, that book is like an encyclopedia of uh, pagan gods. Uh, there's so many names of pagan gods in there. We'll talk about them in a minute. That's one clue. He was the chief justice of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, while he was simultaneously sovereign grand commander of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. So that tells you something about his views on um, race relations, on, on uh, African Americans. So I know there's, there's something called the Prince uh, Philip Lodge, I think, for, uh, for, for African-Americans. <laughs> they have to have their own lodge. Uh, that's how discriminatory uh, Masons were. Um, but I wonder if they knew that uh, Albert Pike was the head of the KKK for a while, the Chief Justice. Um, he may not have been head of uh, Prince Philip, but he was head of uh, the largest group of Masons in America. So uh, the reason I mentioned Pike is that Pike, I think, from what I've read and other people have said, probably turned Freemasonry from a basically uh, innocuous, innocent kind of fraternal group into something that's very uh, deeply religious and deeply occult. Um, I'll show you that in a moment. He taught things that were basically um, denying the validity of the Bible uh, the divinity of Jesus, uh, all the major doctrines of the faith, uh, Albert Pike's teaching would deny. Uh, even though he quoted from the Bible a lot, as he did from other uh, 
Eastern religions, things like he quoted from all kinds of religious books, but basically he was anti uh, Christianity because he he um, he denied the very basic uh, concepts and, and truths of the New Testament. So, um, so basically, we're dealing with an issue of polytheism. So, what does the Bible say about people who worship other gods? You probably know this from Exodus uh, chapter twenty where Moses gets the Ten Commandments. Well, let me just read you uh, the first commandment of the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have, you shall not honor, you shall not acknowledge, you shall not pray to, you shall not worship any other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven or above, or on the earth, or beneath, or in the water under the earth. So you're not supposed to make any uh, religious uh, images of things that are um, part of creation in order to worship God. You shall not worship them or serve them, and people did back then. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, uh, so if you worship another god, God thinks that you hate him. Not a good thing. But it goes on to say, but showing loving kindness to thousands and to those who love me and keep my commandments. In other words, to those who worship just me, only me, nobody else. So the greatest sin in the Old Testament and in the New Testament was to worship another god. And that's why I'm warning you today not to uh, continue to be involved with Freemasonry, to get out immediately and if you if you have been in the past or if your ancestors were, you can renounce your connections, you can break those covenants and set yourself free from the curses, from the penalties that God promises to bring on you and your family to the third and fourth generation. Not to mention the access that it gives the devil uh, to your life because you're involved in something that is a cult, uh, honoring other gods. So... Um, I'd like to read to you from um, the um, Morals and Dogma book here, something that uh, I think will bring this all home. You know, you're saying, well, maybe you're exaggerating, uh, Bob. Maybe you're just making this up uh, because you've read, you know, what other people... Do. Let me just quote to you from what Albert Pike wrote. And Albert Pike, um, if I had more time, I would tell you, he is the, according to the national leaders of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, he is the, their greatest spokesman, their greatest philosopher, their greatest theologian, their greatest everything. If you go up to the National uh, Mosque in Washington, D.C., you'll see there's statues of Pike everywhere. Uh, his library is up there. Uh, they have lionized this man. They've, they've, they've made him, you know, the greatest of the great. It's the House of the Temple in Washington, D.C. That's the National uh, Lodge for the Nation uh, in Washington. I've been there a couple of times, and Albert Pike is their hero, okay? So let me go, go down here. I'm, I'm actually looking at a document online that I'll recommend to you in the notes. It's called DearMrMason.com. It's Dear-Mr.Mason.com, and I'll put the link in the notes. But it has this information that you can read it on your own and look up the references. So, um, where am I headed here? Okay, Pike's Theology. So here on page 563 of this book, 
This is what Albert Pike says. Um, it's a blend of pagan satanic mythology with the Jewish and Christian scriptures and about Jesus. <laughs> Doesn't get much worse than that, does it? So I'm going to quote at length so you'll know that I'm not um, uh, saying it improperly. In this story, according to Pike, um, there's a, a creature or a person uh, called Leda Ba'ov. Um, I may not say it right, but you can read it, Leda Ba'ov, who represents the devil. So look at what Albert Pike says. Quote, and the, this is on, all right, I quoted, this is on page 563 of the original edition of Albert, of, uh, in fact, I've got it highlighted right here, of Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. Quote, and the image of Labad the Oath reflected upon matter became the serpent spirit, Satan, the evil intelligence, period. Eve, created by Labad the Oath, had by his sons and children that were angels like himself. The spiritual light was withdrawn from man by Sophia and blah, 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 blah. Lot, and then goes on to say, compelled, by, compelled despite himself by his mother, Labadaoth caused the man Jesus to be born of a virgin. So it says here that Labadaoth, who represents the devil, made Mary pregnant. And the celestial savior, uniting with his sister, wisdom, descended to the regions of the several seven angels, appearing, appeared in each under the form of its chief, concealed his own, and entered in with his sister into the man, Jesus, at the baptism in the Jordan. Uh, I find a lot of this really hard to read. Um, it's, it's like religious uh, gibberish, um, uh, in my estimation. And I've got a master's in theology. I've studied religions my whole life. This is really, it's hard to read because it doesn't make sense. All right, quoting again, Labada Oaf, finding that Jesus was destroying his empire and abolishing his worship, caused the Jews to hate and crucify him. So Labada Oaf, the devil, caused the Jews to try to crucify Jesus, uh, before which happened. Christos and wisdom had ascended to the celestial regions. They restored Jesus to life and gave him an ethereal body in which he remained 18 months on earth. Wow, who knew? And receiving from wisdom the perfect knowledge, quote, Greek dash gnosis, unquote, communicated it to a small number of his disciples, apostles, and then arose to the intermediate region inhabited by Laba the Oath. So Jesus rose up to be in the intermediate region with uh, the devil, where, unbeknown to him, he sits at his right hand, taking from him the souls of light purified by Christos. So let me just uh, uh, summarize what I just read in plain English. Laba Daoth, alias Satan, created Eve. Number two, Laba Daoth caused Jesus to be born of a virgin. Number, number three, Laba Daoth caused the Jews to kill Jesus. There may be some truth uh, to that. Um, number four, Jesus sits at Laba Daoth's right hand. Oh my gosh. You know, if they said this about um, about um, Muhammad, uh, this was related to the Quran, uh, probably every Masonic lodge in the world would have been burned to the ground by now. But they said it about Jesus. And you ought to be offended. If you're a Christian, you ought to be offended. 
Um, this man is teaching what I would call satanic theology, the doctrines of demons at a very high level. So this is the man who wrote the uh, rituals for all 32 degrees of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Uh, and I'm sure that they've influ influenced other Freemasonry groups like the York Rite and the Prince Philip Rite for African Americans. So what I read to you, I've got highlighted on this page here. This is page 563. Okay, my next um, point I want to show you is that Freemasonry, uh, to prove that Freemasonry is a full-blown false religion, of course they have their own Bible. I'm really sorry to say that the Holman Bible Company, and they're a, nice, they're a good um, publishing company today, but back starting in 1924, uh, they did a Masonic Bible. This one's called Temple Illustrated Edition. This one's called Masonic Edition. Uh, this one's a little older, and this is a newer one. But I'm going to read to you from one of the prefaces uh, in both Bibles. It's in both Bibles. It was written by a, a Reverend John Fort Newton, and it's called The Bible in Freemasonry. Uh, to show you that Freemasonry teaches polytheism. It teaches, in a sense, universalism, that all religions are the same. Believe it or not, this is in the foreword to the Bible. All right. Uh, Thus, by the very honor which, which Masonry pays to the Bible, it teaches us to revere every book of faith in which men can find help for today and hope for tomorrow. Well, that sounds very noble, doesn't it? Joining hands with the man of Islam as he takes oath on the Quran, uh, a false god, and with the Hindu as he makes covenant with God upon the book that he loves best. They have a whole bunch of false gods. For, now listen to this, for masonry knows what so many forget, that religions are many, but religion, with a capital R, is one. Religions are many, Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, Islam, uh, Christianity, they're all just different names for one religion, but religion is one. Thus it invites to its altar men of all faiths, knowing that if they use different names for the, quote, nameless one of a hundred names, unquote, they are yet praying to one God and Father of all. And while they read different volumes, it is like Quran, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, of the Hindus, um, etc., the Buddhist books, they are in fact reading the same Book of Faith of Man. Wow. So it doesn't get any more clear that um, Freemasonry teaches something that's as, as opposite Christianity, as opposite Judaism, as you can imagine. Judaism, of course, was a monotheistic religion, one God. Uh, uh, Christianity is a monotheistic religion, one God in three, in three divine persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but one God. And they're trying to say that when we pray to Jesus, it's just like praying to Buddha or to Allah of the Quran or to the, the millions of gods in the Hindu uh, uh, list of gods. So I don't think I have to go much farther than that to tell you that if you have been involved in Freemasonry or your descendants, you have put yourself in a very dangerous place spiritually. You have uh, knowingly or unknowingly offended God at a very deep level according to the first commandment. And I assume you believe that the, the Ten Commandments are still uh, true. 
now the one about the Sabbath has been modified a little bit in the New Testament, but basically that first commandment is the first commandment because it's the most important. You shall have no other gods before me. So what this does is, yeah, you, I believe you can still go to heaven if you've sort of done it accidentally, but it will bring a God-directed penalty, like a curse upon your life. You will lose some of the blessings that God has for you and for your descendants because it's a multi-generational um, uh, penalty. So you're asking me, well, Baba, all right, you've opened my eyes. I believe this now. I don't didn't know it before, and I want to do something about it. Well, I'll, I'll get, there's another book here uh, written by a guy named Stevens, Selwyn Stevens, PhD. I'll put a link to, he has a prayer that you can download, read, and use. It's online, and um, I'll put a link in the notes. And you can uh, use that to pray and break all the covenants that you may have made with all the different things in Freemasonry, depending upon how long you're in it and how many degrees you're involved in. And if you were a descendant of somebody in Freemasonry, you can pray that prayer too to break the multi-generational uh, penalties, curses that God puts on the descendants of those who are involved in idolatry. And being part of Freemasonry, folks, involves you in idolatry whether you mean to or not. So um, I should say that most of the, if not all of the major deliverance ministries and inner healing ministries would tell you the same thing about your involvement in Freemasonry or your ancestors involved in Freemasonry. It's a known thing that will corrupt and penalize people spiritually, uh, emotionally, and even physically. But we're not going to go into all the details by giving you enough information. Morals and Dogma proves the Antichrist theology of Pike. Uh, the Bibles here show you that they believe in, in universalism and polytheism. Um, so if you're a monotheist, Christian, Jew, uh, even a Muslim or a Jain, uh, you need to get out and uh, renounce that stuff very quickly. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share uh, truth that will set the captives free uh, so that they will understand the seriousness uh, of getting involved with other gods, knowingly or unknowingly. I thank you that Jesus uh, came to break off all the evil penalties of sin. Lord, in fact, in Galatians 3, it, it says that Jesus became a curse for us in order that we might inherit the blessings of Abraham. He took our sins on his body, including the, the sins of worshiping other gods, and he came to break off all the penalties to release us from that. But we need to apply the blood and power of Jesus to specific sins like this. We need to confess these sins. And it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, that God will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that the people who watch this video uh, and their family, Lord, will take this seriously, will get out of Freemasonry, renounce it, and pray to break every agreement they made with, with those rituals, those demonic rituals, those polytheistic rituals in Freemasonry so that they can set them, themselves free from any contact with the, with the enemy and so they can uh, deliver themselves from the penalties that God imposes on those involved in idolatry. Thank you, God, for your love for us. You came to bind up our broken hearts, set our captives free through Jesus. Thank you, God. There's real freedom in you for this life and the next. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, some of you have some homework to do. 
Uh, God bless you. If you have any questions, you can contact me through uh, the information in the uh, show notes. And we'll see you next week for episode nine. I haven't figured out what it's going to be yet, but it'll be good. Thank you. Bye-bye.